Hello everyone, my name is Brian Sparks and I'm the lead pastor at One Church in Texas. This is the One Church Podcast. Welcome and thanks for tuning in. I pray that this message encourages you and that in our time together you encounter Jesus and that your life will never be the same. Matthew 2 verse 10 through 11, it says this, When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And after entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then after opening their treasure chest, they presented to him gifts fit for a king, gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. If you're taking notes today, you can title today's message, Out Gifted. Out Gifted. Lord, right now we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from me. They've come to hear a word from you. So, Lord, use me to speak to the hearts and lives of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same. Lord, I thank you that this Christmas season will be full of joy and hope and peace over every home, over every family, over every situation, over every circumstance. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it's hard to believe that Christmas is here. Like, it is tomorrow, y'all. Like, it is hard to wrap my brain around it. It doesn't feel like Christmas should be here already. It feels like this year really went by so quickly and so fast that, that it, I'm, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that it is Christmas tomorrow. And uh, as most of you probably do, we will gather around our Christmas, our living room in a Christmas tree uh, tomorrow morning, and we will open gifts. We will see our kids open presents, and they will be surprised by what they got, and I will be equally surprised by what they got, because <laughs> I have no clue <laughs> any, other, any dads out there. Real, My daughter goes, Dad, what'd you get me for Christmas? I was like, uh, nothing. You better hope all your hope is on your mother, because I didn't buy you nothing, right? Like, like, uh, but, but, uh, we'll, we'll gather around. We'll have a great time in, uh, uh, opening presents. And, uh, and it's always so much fun, but, but it kind of got me to thinking, like, about all the different kinds of gift givers there are. Uh, there's people that give gifts in a different way. And so I, I kind of started thinking about this. And, uh, there's, there's the gift giver that's the point maker. And, um, and these people give gifts to you to hint at things that they think that you should do, right? Like they're, they're trying to make, like maybe they think that you put on a little weight. So they give you like a, a, a gym membership, right? Like they're like just a subtle hint or a dieting book or something like that. Or, or maybe you're a newlywed and your mom is ready for grandbabies. And so she puts prenatal vitamins, come on, in your stockings, just a little hint, just, just for just whenever, like just in case, you know, just whatever, like, like, like this is the point maker. How about uh, the, the storyteller? These are people that give gifts to you really just so they can tell a story about the gift. Like, like it's just an open door for them. Like they went to London this summer and so they give you a London sweatshirt just so they can talk about their trip to London, right? Like it's just an open door for them to t- tell a story about how amazing London is, jolly old chap. Right? Like, like it's, how about the practical gift giver? You got, you're just practical. Like you look at things that, that people, like they need this. So you, you get them practical 
practical gifts like uh, underwear and socks are practical gifts, right? Like it's something that everybody needs and, and nobody wants to buy, right? So they get practical gifts. And, uh, and then there's the, the one that I think that everybody should strive to be or want to be, and that is the thoughtful gift giver. This is where you actually look at the person and you put a lot of time and thought into getting them gifts that they will love, into getting them things that maybe they didn't even know that they needed or wanted, but it's like, man, this is like, this is something that I feel like this would be such a good gift for you. Like, I love, I, I love giving gifts. This is like one of my things is I just really, like, I, I even have people that will come to me and go, hey, this is, I'm trying to buy, find a gift for this person, and I'll ask about interest because I want to know exactly, and then I start thinking outside the box of what I can do, uh, to like gifts that you could give them that would be something that they normally, because come on, you can only have so many sweaters and ties, right? Like you just, you just every now and then you need something outside of that. And so um, Crystal actually, her 40th birthday was in September. And uh, I know she lies to you and tells you that she's 25, but she's, the cat's out of the bag, y'all. She's she's 40, and uh, which is much more age appropriate for her being married to me. So, uh, but, but she, she was, uh, uh, because her 40th birthday was coming up, I was like, what? You know, you only turn 40 once. It's a big deal. Like, it's just a big, it's a monumental birthday. Uh, I, I remember when my dad turned 40, and so it's just a big deal. And so I was like, man, I really want to do something special for, for her 40th birthday. And so I began to kind of think of what can I do? And, and uh, I thought through gifts and different things, and I thought, you know what? I got the perfect idea. And so I decided to get her 40 gifts, and let her open a gift every morning, starting 40 days out from her birthday. So she got to open a gift every single morning for 40 days. Uh, I will just go ahead and preface this because I am a pastor. I have to let you know that it wasn't like Rolexes, <laughs> diamond rings, right? Like it was like her favorite candy bar. It was uh, her favorite lipstick. It was little, like little things just to show her because it turns out that you don't have to spend a lot of money to be thoughtful, right? So I just wanted to let her know that I loved her and I appreciated her. So I got her a lot of, a lot of little gifts to let her know those things. And, and, uh, and when you do something that impressive, honestly, you want people to know about it. And, uh, and so I was uh, uh, bragging on myself uh, to a guy who... Uh, we actually have, it's a, it's a fun little competition because we, we always like to joke about how, how well we love our wives, right? Like, cause we, we, I, I love Crystal. And so I, this is how well I love her. And, and, uh, and so I was bragging about what I had done for Crystal in, in, in like, we were here at church and I was, I was kind of tooting my own horn. Like, man, this is, this is what I did. I got 40, 40 gifts, 40 days leading up and his wife's standing there and he's like, he's sitting there and he goes, man, that's impressive. That's really great. That's, that's, that's really awesome that you did that. And then he looks at me and he kind of taps me on the shoulder and goes, I, I, I bought uh, my wife a beach condo for her birthday. And I was like, lipstick is not as good as a beach condo, <laughs> right? Like I, I, was, I was like, man, I, I, I knew in that moment that I had been officially outgifted, yeah. right? Because that's a way better gift, but I'm a pastor. My 
Treasures are in heaven, brother. <laughs> right? Like, like, I knew that I'd been outgifted in that moment. And as I read the Christmas story, here we see the Magi coming, the wise men coming to give gifts to Jesus. And they, the Bible says this, that, that, that he, they bring gifts that are fit for a king. They bring gold, they bring frankincense, and they bring myrrh. Odd gifts, I will say, but here they are. They're showing up with gifts that are fit for a king. And as I read it this year, I really began to uh, think about this in a little bit deeper way because I wonder if in that moment, as they brought in these gifts and laid them at Jesus' feet, if they realized in that moment that they had been outgifted. And the reason why they had been out gifted is because here they are and they brought earth's best, but they didn't realize that Jesus showed up bringing heaven's best. Like they traveled from a far distance to find Jesus, but Jesus traveled further to find them. Like here they are and they show up and they say, here we are, Jesus, we brought you gold, but they don't realize that Jesus showed up bringing them grace. That they showed up bringing Jesus frankincense, but he showed up bringing them forgiveness. That he showed, they showed up bringing Jesus myrrh, but he showed up bringing them mercy. And I want you to know this, church, that when we celebrate the Christmas story and that Jesus came to this earth, what we are celebrating is actually a God that outgifted us all. Like he gave us such a great gift and such a precious gift that we can never really truly wrap our minds around it because God is actually the most thoughtful giver of all. In fact, he looked at mankind and he didn't just look at what man said that they wanted. He looked and knew what man actually needed. That, that we were alone, that, that we, were, we were lonely and we were looking for something and we have this God-sized void and that, that we were in this place where we were like, you know what? I need something because God had created us to walk with him. God had created us to have fellowship with him. God had created for us to be in his presence on a regular basis. And then when Adam and Eve sinned and this, this void came between the two of us, between God and man, he knew that, that man would try everything to fill that void. And so men were turning to things to try to fill that void. They were turning to maybe possessions to try to fill that void. They were turning to alcohol to try to fill that void. They were turning to drugs to fill that void. They were turning to, to sexual promiscuity uh, to fill that void. And here they are in this place where they're sitting back going, man, I'm trying everything that I can to fill the void on the inside of me and nothing seems to happen. And God looked at mankind and said, I know exactly what you need, so I'm going to send you my best. I know exactly what you need. He's the ultimate gift giver. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave. You cannot preach the gospel without talking about a God who outgifted us. He outgifted us. I just want to take the next few moments to tell you about this gift. The first thing you need to know is that the gift of Jesus is indescribable. It's indescribable. You cannot put it into words, and you will never be able to describe it. 2 Corinthians 9.15 says this, Now thanks be to God for His gift, precious beyond telling. 
his indescribable, inexpressible, free gift. Have you ever taken a picture of something beautiful and then only to like pull it up and show it to somebody later and you realize like it's just not as good, right? Like it's just like I've been to the Grand Canyon and, and the Grand Canyon is incredible. It's massive. It's vast. It's, it, there's no describe. It doesn't matter how good of a picture or how good of a camera that you have. I will tell you this, that you will never be able to truly understand how big the Grand Canyon is through a picture. It honestly like, and, and what happens a lot of times is I end up, you end up taking a picture of something that's beautiful because you need to capture this moment and you show somebody labor late, later and they, they look at it and they go, you know what? It just doesn't do it justice. Like this just, you just doesn't do it. Like there's just nothing that will ever do it justice. Like you just had to be there, right? Like you just had to be in that moment to really experience it. And I would say the same thing is true with Jesus. Like the gift of Jesus is indescribable. If I tried to tell you about Jesus, I can only put it into words so well. And, and there's some things that you just have to experience for yourself. Like you have to experience mercy to understand what mercy feels like. You have to experience grace to understand what grace feels like. You have to understand and experience forgiveness to truly understand and, and, and know what forgiveness feels like. You can't describe it. How do you describe a gift that can completely change your life? How do you describe a gift of forgiveness? How do you describe the gift of grace? How do you describe the gift of mercy? How do you describe that I once was lost, but now I'm found? How do I tell somebody that I was once blind, but now I see? That I was once hopeless, and he found me and gave me hope. That my life was in turmoil and he showed up and he gave me a peace that passes all understanding. How do I tell somebody about a, a God who loved me so much that his unconditional love was for me that even while I was still a sinner, he loved me enough to send his son to give me the ultimate gift, a gift beyond description. The second thing I would tell you is the the gift of Jesus is incomprehensible. You cannot comprehend it. You truly can't wrap your brain around it. Ephesians 3, 17 and 18 says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through your faith. And may you, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, being fully capable of comprehending with all the saints, God's people, the width and the length and the height and the depth of his love fully experiencing that amazing, endless love. Try as you may, you will never be able to comprehend the gift of Jesus. Try as you may, you, may, you will never fully comprehend how much he really loves you. Because the truth is, is that as human beings, we understand, we understand love on, only on a finite way. In fact, I would tell you this, that our love grows. We, we would say this, that we love people, but our love grows. I love Crystal more today than I did the day that we married. Our love grows. I love my kids more today than the day that they were born. I love them a lot the day that they were born, but I love them more today. Because our love grows. But can I tell you that God's love for you is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Like there's nothing that you can do to make God love you more. And there's nothing that you can do to make God love you less. God loves you as much sitting in a worship experience on Christmas Eve as he did yesterday when you weren't at church at all. God loves you and God cares for you. God has an endless love for you. And what I love about this passage of scripture is he says this, may you know the width and the length and the height and the depth of his love for you. And the reason why I love this description is because it does not matter what direction I look. If I look to my right, if I look to my left, if I look up and if I look down, it does not matter what direction I look. His love is always greater than any direction. As far as I can see to the east, his love is greater than that. As far as I can see to the west, his love is greater and that as high as I can look and the farthest star that I could see, his love is greater. I could climb the highest mountain on earth and I could look down and his love would be greater than that. His love for you is incomprehensible. The third thing I would tell you is the gift of Jesus is a gift of grace. It's a gift of grace. And I love the gift of grace because grace is unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor of God. I'm going to read it again. It is the unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor of God. God's grace cannot be earned. God's grace will never be deserved. And God's grace cannot be bought. If you could, if you could buy it, it would not be a gift. If you could earn it, you wouldn't need grace. Like, I got this on my own, brother. Like, no, you, you can't earn it. And if you deserved it, it would not be grace at all. In fact, the fact that we need grace is, 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 is the actual need for grace tells us that we are messed up and we need grace. Like, I need grace in my life, and maybe you're out there, and you're perfect, and everything's good in your life, and you've got everything together, but I will tell you this, that I still need God's grace, and I know this, that it is unearned, that it is undeserved, so when I mess up and when I make a mistake, it's not, God's not looking at me going, man, shame on you. Well, you've got to work your way back up to this point, and then you'll get to this point, and I'll let you worship me again. No, it's unearned. It's undeserved. It's unmerited. God pouring out his grace on me and every gift God has for you flows from this gift of grace. Every gift. Romans 8, 32, it says this, he who did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Somebody say all things. He give us all things. See, can I tell you that once you've given your best, everything else is easy. So sometimes we're like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to ask God for that. We're coming up on 21 days of prayer, and we, we've got some things that maybe we're believing God for, and you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I should pray for that. And I, should, I should ask for that. I'm just not sure if I should believe God for that. I don't know if God would do it. Can I tell you this, that if he gave you Jesus, why wouldn't he give you all things? Come on. When he's given you his best, can I tell you that everything else is easy? When he's given you Jesus, everything else is easy. Because he's given you Jesus, forgiveness is easy. Because he's given you Jesus, mercy is easy. 
Because he's given you Jesus, grace is easy. Because he's given you Jesus, healing is easy. Like everything else flows from this gift of grace. And again, it's not because you earned it. It's not because you deserve it. It's just because he wants to give you grace. The last thing I'll tell you is God's gift of grace is not cheap. It's not cheap. Ephesians 1.7 says, In Him we have redemption. That is our deliverance and salvation through His blood, which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of His what? Grace. God's gift of grace isn't cheap. My daughter uh, is going to college. She graduated high school last year. And she goes to one college now, and and uh, and and we have dorms at our college. And so uh, she decided that she wanted to move into the dorms at, at our college. And she's officially living on her own. She's adulting. Come on, and 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 uh, it sounds really glamorous until you start doing it, right? And uh, and so she, she was, uh, it was a, a couple of months after she had moved out. And we always, we have family dinner on Monday night, family dinner. And we get a, gather around the table and we just kind of are hanging out, eating dinner and talking about different things. And, and we're talking about how everything's going. You know, obviously we see her all the time still. So it's very fortunate. But, but, but then she starts talking about how expensive everything is. And she's like, Dad, chicken at the grocery store is expensive. And I was like, yeah. And then she's like, gas is expensive. Oil changes are expensive. Like she's going down the list of all these things. And she's like, these things are really expensive. And I'm laughing at her. And the reason why I'm laughing at her is because the expense has always been there. But she had just never felt the weight of the expense. Because the house that she grew up in was free to her, but it was expensive to me. The groceries that she ate out of my refrigerator anytime she got hungry was free to her, but it was expensive to me. The bed that she slept in that kept her warm and cozy at night, come on parents, was free to her, but it was expensive to me. The, The weight of the expense was only felt by me. And I would just tell you this, that if you you can encounter this free gift of grace, but you need to know this, that it's free to you, but it was expensive to God. Like it did not come cheap and we don't treat it as something that's cheap. It's free to you and you can have this free gift of grace. I can't earn it. I don't deserve it. It's unmerited, but I I can have it freely. That does not mean that it was cheap to God. We celebrate a God that outgifted us. That He gave us grace. He poured out His mercy. And He poured out His love. And He gave us what we yearn for. What we long for. And that is that now we can come boldly. That you're no longer slaves or foreigners. But you can be adopted into the family of God. Every Christmas, what we're actually celebrating is a God that has outgifted us all. 
So as you gather around the Christmas tree tomorrow, never forget the God who gave the best gift to all mankind. Can I pray with you, Lord, right now? I just thank you, Lord. Come on, every Christian, Lord, we thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you for the gift of grace. Thank you for the gift of mercy. Thank you for the gift of unconditional love. Right now, Lord, we worship you in this moment. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for all that you've done. God, we thank you for this gift of Jesus. But we know that this gift of grace is not cheap. We honor you and we thank you for giving it to us, even though we didn't earn it and we didn't deserve it. With every head bowed and every eye still closed, and maybe you're in this place and you don't know Jesus. You've never received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. This Christmas season is a great time to receive this free gift. Can I tell you, friend, you'll never earn it. There's nothing that you can do to ever deserve it. The Bible says that it's a gift. And like any gift, the only thing to do is just receive it. And I want you to know that today you can receive Jesus as your personal Savior. Maybe you're in this place you say, Brian, I prayed that prayer. I've asked Jesus to be the Lord of my life, but I'm not living like it. I've walked away from my relationship with Jesus, and today I want to rededicate my life to Him. I want to come back into relationship with Him. If that's you, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you forward. I'm not going to make you stand on your feet, but I am going to ask you. I'm going to count to three, and when I hit three, I want you wherever you are just to slip your hand up quickly, and you can put it right back down. I just want to know that I'm praying for you. We're going to pray a prayer together as a church family, all of us together. I believe this. If you pray this prayer, if you believe it in your heart, your life will never be the same. Say, Brian, that's me. I need Jesus in my life for the first time one. Brian, today I want to rededicate my life to Jesus too. Brian, today I want to receive this free gift. Three, just wherever you are, you can slip your hands up quickly and put them right back down. Amen. See those hands. God loves you. See those hands. God loves you, friend. God loves you. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. Anybody else? Can we pray this prayer together as a church family? Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me my sins. Take my sin. And by your grace, I take your righteousness. I make you the Lord of my life. I give you all that I am. I hold nothing back. In Jesus' name. And everybody who believed it said, amen, amen. Come on, give it up for every person that prayed that prayer. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, we are so excited. We want to celebrate with you. Uh, Would you do me a favor and text the keyword DECIDED to 903-634-7135. Again, that's DECIDED to 903-634-7135. We're not going to stalk you. We just want to celebrate what God has begun in your life. Make sure you have everything you need as you continue in this incredible journey of faith. And if you need a Bible, we want to be sure and get a Bible in your hands. Amen. We love you so much. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening to this message. A special thanks to those who give generously to One Church. It's because of you that lives are being impacted all over the world. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit subscribe for more messages like this. Share this with a friend, post it on social media, and be sure to tag us at I Am One Church. Thanks again for listening.